and welcome to For Book's Sake. I'm Heather Roberts. And I am Veronica Adams. We are 1852 Media. We are. And to this week, we are going to go back to our roots and talk about marketing concepts. Uh, last week was a, a bit of a fun episode. Uh, we talked marketing. about marketing concepts we last did. week. We just talked about them in, in the context of badly behaving social media users. And we will certainly be doing that again because... No doubt. As we, as we know, <laughs> that content is constantly filling you know yes. our cup like it's constantly yes it's overflowing that's the word I'm someone looking for. out there is always taking a swing and getting a miss <laughs> and there are and there are lessons to be learned <laughs> so godspeed nate i don't think nate's learned his lesson yet not from no. what i've seen so. doesn't doesn't appear to be the case no and now he's engaging i, I mean this is it, we record these a week ahead of time, usually. Yes. We, but the on my last check, he has been engaging with reviewers, people that actually have reviewed his book and have not yes. been providing him positive reviews. Huge no no. Yeah, I was just gonna say, don't do that. Don't don't. The do review that. space is for readers. The review space is not for authors. Do not engage with them. If you are an author, do not engage with a negative review. I don't sit on your hands. Sit sit on them. Sit. Mm-hmm. Have somebody else sit on them. I mean, literally, like, take your computer away. Do not (laughs) engage. Do not engage. But today, slightly tangentially related, (laughs) we're going to talk about how to build an author community, how to build that community of readers and other authors who support you and your books at Mm -hmm. release and in between release. So that you have multiple people to talk with about your books and your feedback and not just yes. people at random on social media who you shouldn't right. be engaging with. Right, exactly. <laughs> and you want to engage with people that are supportive of you. Uh, yes. You want that to, there are times when you want that positive echo chamber because trust me, there will be plenty of the night. Ne- there's plenty of it out yes. there. And so. also so that you can build a system where you get safe, constructive criticism because for Correct. some people- the negative feedback is, is, I mean, trigger, like downright triggering for them. You know, I think uh, watching our buddy Nate respond and flail. Flailing he has. Flailing he has. Yeah. It, it's, it's apparent. He's not receiving criticism well at all. And I think that that's normal. I think that's part of the human experience. You're going to take a risk and be creative and put together what is literally art in the form of words. Right. And birth it into the world and publish it for public consumption. The last thing you want is for it not to be well received. And there are going to be times when it is. Period. Yeah. So, so, I mean, how do you find these author friends? I mean, so there's a couple different, there's a breakdown, right? So if you're yeah. an author and you're looking for people within your author community, you want to find peers. You want to yes. find other people who write generally, right? But you also want to find specifically people who write in your genre. You want to find colleagues and peers who write similar things that you write (laughs) because those are the people that you really, you're going to want to cross promote with them. They're going to want to cross promote with you. And you guys also will have, you know, the pulse 
of what's going on with your current genre with the market and sharing Mm -hmm. that type of information with each other is Mm -hmm. vital. It's so vital. So we, where can you find these people? (laughs) I mean, I would say there's a couple different places, right? So there's, there's Facebook author groups and there's a lot of them out there. You can go and find um, a variety of author specific groups mm-hmm. about general marketing stuff, um, just author supports where you can ask questions. And the more that you engage in places like that, um, some of them are, listen, just be careful, right? Not every place is a positive environment. So check that it out. That is so true. That is before, so true. Yeah. So check it out before you start really getting invested. But you can usually find people, once you start engaging and start messaging back and forth, people who are willing to answer your questions and start to build those building blocks of a relationship with them. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's that's one way to do it. Another great way to do it is to go to book signing events. Absolutely. That was going to be my number one recommendation, actually. I mean, not that online isn't a great way to connect with people quickly. And, and somewhat, I mean, safely, I guess, but also you miss the, the social interaction, the, the face-to-face approach of meeting people, getting to see their body language and their facial expressions and the tone of their voice and really getting to know them on a personal level in a way that you can't necessarily do online and signing events are a great way to do that. And to maybe even drill down a broad network of people that you've met online to a core group of people who are much closer confidants and part of your author network. Absolutely. Yeah. And there's all different kinds of signing events. There are Mm -hmm. events that are specifically for readers where it's like a one day signing event and that is all. Those are still great networking events. And usually- usually it's a little cheaper, right? Because there's only one day of an event and it's very quick and it's over. Mm -hmm. But then there's more of like a conference style event. Yes. Author author events specifically. Trade events and professional development conferences where you're going to learn how to be a better author, a better marketer, a better, mm-hmm. what business person, whatever, um, you know, different trade elements that are adding to your skill set as a, a person who has writing as the way that they make money. Right. Those are probably the best places for you to meet other authors that you can build community with. Right. And I would say most definitely meaning other authors who are specific to your genre, because yep. oftentimes they'll have very genre specific panels mm-hmm. and things Breakout like that. Sessions. So yeah. Yeah. And it's a great way to meet them. And, you know, if you are writing in the genre, you've probably read in the genre. So yes. you're probably familiar with some of the names mm-hmm. and other people who write the same thing you do. And don't be afraid to go up and say hello. And introduce yeah. yourself. I am so-and-so. I write blah, blah, blah. You know, what's the worst that they're going to do? I, they're there for the same reason you're there. Exactly. So just be open about it. Know that you're going into this with networking. But that really creating that group of people who are willing to provide you with that critical feedback, Mm -hmm. whether it be positive or negative, but usually they're your cheerleaders. Even when they're telling you critical feedback, they're doing it usually in a way that is not 
malicious, right? right. They're, they're, they're there with your best interests at it's heart. It's supportive. Correct. So definitely do that. And then other pieces of your, you know, author community that you want to have is start developing relationships with reviewers in a positive yes. way. And I mean this in a building of an arc team kind yes. of way. Yes. Beta readers, if you do not have any beta readers, mm-hmm. start trying to find people. And this is the easiest way to find a beta reader. Put out, you know, you've put, if you put out a book or so and you see the same person who has reviewed your books and is like really, really positive about yes. your books. This person to- loves what you write and they are yeah. not afraid to post it in their reviews and online. Yeah. Send them an email, reach out to them and say, hey, I see that you really enjoy my books. Would you be interested in becoming one of my ARC readers or beta readers or whatever the the need? Joining my street team, whatever method you're going with. Yeah, absolutely. And now if you're a beta reader, the beta reader obviously needs a little bit of a a certain skill set. So if that person doesn't fulfill that skill set, that's fine. Place them in it. Ask them if they want to be in a different place, right? They can become a proofreader. Correct. Looking for typos, that sort Mm -hmm. of thing. Right. Or just being a dedicated ARC team reader. And that's how- Someone who provides early review feedback rather than any sort of content directed feedback. Yep. Yeah. And so start building that team, that that mm-hmm. team of yours, of people that you know already enjoy your books. You're not yes. asking them to do anything that they wouldn't have done already on their own. And they're yes. likely going to be very excited to do it. Yes. And another really great place to put out a, uh, just to put out a, a call to action for people who are already engaged with your brand is, is in that author newsletter that you've been working on building, right? Mm-hmm. Your subscribers signed up to engage with your content for a reason. They've hopefully read a few of your books or your book if you are a debut author. Yep. And, you know, asking for a handful of volunteers from among that crowd to participate in any part of the early review process, whether it's just for early reviews or for content feedback as a beta reader or proofreading or anything else you might want someone to do for you prior to launching your next book that's a great place to draw from as well. And to just say, Hey, I've got 10 spots available. I've got five spots available. I've got 50 spots available, whatever it is you're looking to do and see, you know, who among your subscribers would be interested in trying that and who ends up being a good fit long-term. Some people will review one and be done. Some may be with you for the rest of your author career. Right. And you just don't know until you ask. And exactly. I think that's the biggest thing is, is learning to make that ask. Yep. It's okay to ask. Well, so this is the thing, right? It's hard for some people to say, I deserve to take up space. And mm-hmm. I don't mean to get too philosophical or psychological with people here, right? Like this is not a therapy podcast, but as an author, it can be really intimidating when you're new to approach people who are experienced, people who have brand recognition, people who are hybrids and have traditional contracts in addition to their independent projects, people who have bestseller list accolades, people who are, you know, million dollar plus earners, like that can be really intimidating at every level, but you still deserve to take up space and exist. Your writing is 
valid. You are working on your craft and you have every reason to make introductions and to be a part of this community. Absolutely. And as, especially if you're not doing anything that is outside of the, you know what I mean? Like if now we can have conversations, if you're to be, you're a good responsible member of the community, right? Like you are a positive contribution just by being here and writing your book here. Yeah. Yeah. You are absolutely allowed to take up space in this hundred percent in this community. It is absolutely. In fact, it's encouraged. (laughs) It's encouraged. So this is not the New York Times. You are not going to be shamed and shunned all the way to the curb for right. not being a member of a specific class of writers. Period. Period. So don't be afraid to go. And how do you how do you think that they that the really successful authors became really successful? A lot of them, it's because they went out and put their feet on the pavement and yes. started meeting people, started yes. making connections. Started networking, chances. taking chances, and cross promoing mm-hmm. with other people within their genre. Absolutely, I mean, you have to get your name out there. And there's one thing I've learned about just you know being a small business owner myself and uh, representing you know small business owners is that no one is going to talk about your business with the same level of passion that you have for it. That's now, right. Other people certainly can be supportive of it. They can, you know, do things to help you with it, be on your team. That that is valuable too. It absolutely is valuable, but you are still always going to be your number one advocate, period. 100%. 100%. So open your mouth and be that advocate. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And just, it can be sitting at a author networking dinner that, you know, find a local, there's local ones that happen Mm -hmm. from time to time too. So it's not just at these big conventions. So, and then there's other opportunities as well. Like for example, uh, Veronica and I make no qualms. We own 18 or I own 1852 media. Veronica works with 1852 media and we have a group uh, for our authors where they can talk to one another. uh, Everybody who's a full-time client so if you happen to be in some type of a, a group like that, where you have now access to other authors, don't be afraid to use that. Uh, I'm always mm-hmm. so thrilled when somebody crowdsources a question in Absolutely. our author group, because I love seeing them help one another yes. and finding out, okay. They what- teach us stuff all the time. Yeah. I mean, like, you know- I, the, the way we cross... it's cross-pollination of ideas, right? Like for as much as we exist in this space to provide counsel and advice, correct? I learn just as much from our our clients as I offer them in return in terms of, you know, coaching and management and and, and advisory services. Yeah. It's impossible not to, right? Right. Because the industry is constantly changing. Yes. So we need a pulse on what the market is doing Mm -hmm. and them telling us candidly what's happening is valuable Mm -hmm. because then we can also apply it to not just them, but other people who also are working with us and um, helping them make solid choices based upon whatever information that is. And that, that is, that is from big picture all the way down to granular details. I mean, I, I, that I cannot think of a place where that doesn't apply from, 
you know, a, a sales strategy all the way down to, I had a negative experience with this professional in some sort of support space and I do not recommend them. Would you please maybe not tell other authors that you work with that this person provides a good service because my experience was just horrible. Right. Yeah. And that, I mean, that happens a lot. Like I've, I've had people ask like, you know, do you know anybody that's worked with XYZ? Yeah. Whatever. And, um, it's just, it's nice to have a place that you can then ask that question mm-hmm. in, in a way that, you know, it's going to be confidential and that yep. there's, there's no one's going to be taking screenshots and right. all of that. And nobody's going to be starting any drama because you just right. want honest feedback about your experience. Correct. And it yeah. can, it can save uh, a lot of time and energy and effort. Sure. Or at For least, sure. you know, let somebody know. Maybe it was a positive experience. Then Absolutely. You it happens all the time. Yeah. So mm-hmm. anyhow, find a community like that, wherever yeah. it may be. Um, and find, it's, find multiple communities like yes. that. Also, don't be afraid to build one yourself. And yeah. I think this goes back to your beginning point, Heather, talking about getting into like Facebook groups or online conversation communities, at, you know, discord servers and things like that places where people are having conversations and engaging and sharing information and content. If there isn't something of quality that exists for your genre, build it yourself. Don't be afraid to start it. Go grab the two, three, seven, 27 authors that you know in this space and invite them to join you and start this cross promotional support network soup for everyone in the genre if there isn't one already yeah if, and you know of course if you have the need for something genre specific not everybody will but you know don't be afraid to lead the charge and be the one who actually makes that happen for yourself and other authors absolutely mm-hmm. so yeah i mean build that author community and find the people who you feel comfortable with because not only is it going to give you great things for your work, right? Like work wise, uh, it'll also personally benefit you a lot. It'll make this a much less lonely experience for sure. And make it a lot. Yeah. Just a lot better. Uh, being a lot of time in your head, creating your characters are sometimes the only people you talk to all day long. Yeah. Having real life people who are in this experience with you to engage with occasionally can be very, very helpful just from a mental health perspective too. Mm-hmm. And this community, as as we know, has a lot of drama, but <laughs> no shortage of it. No shortage of drama. But it's also extremely supportive. It it really is. There are so many good people for every scammer and terrible human. There's, yep. you know, three to five really good humans that have really intelligent thoughts and are really supportive and actually are there for the right reasons. So, you know, don't be dismayed when you run into the other kind. Yeah. You just got to, you haven't found your right people yet. Right. Right. So just be careful, but also open to new experiences. Well, sure. And also, I feel like I'm talking to a kid, <laughs> but it's no, sort of, it's I like mean, that. maybe a little bit, but it, this is, this is a very important coaching element, I think for the marketing yeah. side of things, because this is something you and I have witnessed in working with as many authors as we have over the years. Uh, this is a place where I think a lot of authors 
I don't want to say fail, but they don't engage with it mm-hmm. because of their own personal, I don't know, biases or their own personal insecurities or because they are trapped in a cycle of comparison and they feel yeah. inadequate in some ways where they're at on their author journey. Imposter syndrome is so real yes. here. Yeah. So real 100%. here. 100%. A hundred percent, but you're doing the thing and you're not an imposter. And that's the bottom line here. Exactly. And don't be afraid to seek out people who are as ambitious as you are as well. You know, I mean, it, it is important to have alignment with the people that you keep in your circle. Right. So if you are doing this because you need a creative outlet, find other people who are in it because they're creative. Right. If you're doing this to pay the bills, find other people who are hustling. Yeah. You know, and and don't be ashamed to keep company with people whose values and intentions align with yours too. You don't have to hang out with the art for the sake of art crowd when you need to, you know, you need a five-figure income. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you're hustling, whatever. You want to be a member of the six-figure club in a year or two. You want to be seven figures when you're five years out. Like, whatever your goals are. Find Get in that people. lane and join yeah. the people who are already there because like, yeah, you know, they started somewhere and exactly. I, I saw, I don't know. I, I think I saw this on TikTok because of course I did, but it was a sound and it, it really resonated with me because it it's true. And it was um, basically saying like, if you have, people are not going to make fun of you if you have like this goal of becoming say a five figure author, that's not what the right. I said, but this is right. I, I'm, I'm translating. You're inserting, you're inserting and translating. Yes. Yeah, we get it. Because they, at one point were where you at, where you were. At. Yes, absolutely. So it might be cringe to somebody else, but that's okay. You don't need to worry about that because yep. you are, whatever your goals are, they are valid mm-hmm. and you just need to get with the people who also have similar goals, like Veronica was saying, because those people will treat you seriously because yes. they, at one point, were putting out their first book. Yes, yes. They understand what it's like. And it's totally okay to have people in your network from all various areas, but also remember to keep yourself aligned with the people who share your values and goals the most. Yeah. We have we have had clients and still have clients who are on completely different trajectories in completely different mindsets with completely different business goals who write completely different books and yet they're still in each other's circles. Yeah. And that's okay. And that's all, but they aren't necessarily the primary source of support for each other either. Right. And that's also okay. Yeah. So just start building that network because you're going to find, Mm -hmm. you know, the more people that you get in touch with, like that you literally can reach out to with a question even that that's that's one more person that you have information and that you can share information with they can share information back with you absolutely absolutely so just get out there start opening your mouth (laughs) in the nicest way possible take up space space we're not an imposter you deserve to be here build a network make friends don't be afraid don't be afraid Uh, i mean or do it afraid anyway do it anyway and it's okay so that's my suggestion there for building an author community. <laughs> are you ready? To, are you ready to form a circle around the campfire and sing Kumbaya? Now? I know a little bit. I am. <laughs> I am. I feel like we're the.
publishing manifestation psychotherapy <laughs> gurus today. <laughs> it is a little bit, but this industry can be really hard. It can burn people out so quickly. So, it, well, yeah, I, the 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 model for most people's path to success requires a certain level of, I guess, prolificness, and yeah. that is very hard to maintain very hard yeah so i've seen a lot of authors crash and burn mm -hmm. same um there's plenty of people that i i could pull names out that don't write anymore that i haven't Mm -hmm. seen writing in in forever years yeah and it's you know that's okay too like they totally you know this doesn't have to be permanent for anybody you you know you can write one book and be done with writing that's totally okay too yeah Let's hope that that's our our friend's outcome. You said it, not me. <sighs> anyway. <laughs> oh, we, are the mean gr- we are the mean girls he's warning book talk about. Yeah, we are the mean girls. So, so be it. Whatever. Mm. I mean, we're really obviously not very much not. I hope, at least I hope that through this podcast, you can see that we, we really try to be approachable make fetch happen. and make fetch happen. Yes. Oh, bless. So <laughs> let's, let's talk about this week's evergreen marketing tip. Oh, okay? Yes. Yes. Back to business. Back to business. Heather, about- do you have an evergreen marketing tip for us this week? <laughs> I do. And it oh, is, God. it is relevant to our discussion today. Yeah, you know? I love when a theme comes together. Yes. So our, uh, my evergreen marketing tip for this week is to get blurbs from other authors within your genre for your books. Uh, what does yes. that mean? A blurb for, from another author is essentially a review. It's a review editorial line, review. Yep. editorial review, one or two lines that is promoting your title, that this author is willing to put their name next to these words and say, blah, blah, blah. I support Mm -hmm. this in much more eloquent language, obviously. And then you use that language in the promotion and marketing of that title. Yes. You use it in your ads. You use it on your back cover copy. You use it on the landing page. You put it in your A plus content on Amazon. Like Correct. Pimp that quote out. Yes. And it helps to get their readers and other people who like that author to mm-hmm. recognize, oh, this author is supporting it, then it must be, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it must it's a, be something it's a I like. Great way to say your comps out loud. Like, yes. hey, this author in my genre has validated my work. Mm-hmm. If you like them, you might like me. Come try my book. Right. And so now this is going to come to the part where you're going to have to ask people <laughs> to blurb your book. And that can be very intimidating. So yes. just understand, ask a lot of people. Like this is where that network is going to come into play. Mm-hmm. You have to give them the book well in advance of when you want the blurb. Because yeah. you, you have to recognize. Our own internal minimum recommendation for this is 30 days, period. Yeah. Like if you at can't least. get somebody at least a month, you probably shouldn't be asking because that's too yeah. much pressure. The the more time, the better, because mm-hmm. as you are an author as well, you recognize you don't have a whole lot of time to sit there and read a book. And especially some authors have their own personal rules about like when they're writing, 
they are mm-hmm. not reading in yes. their genre because they don't want there to be any sort of even subconscious, you know, integration, integration. or right. And that or is, a wing that could later become some sort of claim against them for plagiarism or infringement. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. some authors have that personal role, a very valid role. So absolutely. you have to give them enough time so that they could work it into their schedule in a way that is, you know, least inconvenient for them because they're doing you a favor, right? And then you also have to be willing to return the favor at some point in the future yep. when asked. So, you know, it's a great marketing tool. It's absolutely wonderful. Use it in a way, you know, that what I'm saying is if you have 10 backlist books, please don't send an author all 10 books and say, hey, I'd really like you to blurb all of these. No, don't yeah. do that. Don't, don't do that. Ask think, for think, one. Ask for one. Think about what you would want to receive <laughs> if you were being asked and then do that. Yeah, this is a real golden rule situation here. Like, do not ask for more than you would be willing to give someone else. Correct. Ever. Correct. Um, But you will find it once you've built that author community that this is not an uncommon request and Mm -hmm. that many, many authors are willing to do this for one another because they recognize the value that it does give and they hope one day to have that value also returned for their own title. So absolutely. Um, just don't be surprised if some people say no, it's not a great time or, or if some people know, just don't some respond, people don't respond. They're overwhelmed with their own amount of responsibilities and tasks. And it doesn't mean they hate you. It doesn't mean that they're unwilling to ever help you again. It just I means a true story. This is a it. true story about editorial reviews. I once reached out to someone same genre, just to request the favor of an editorial review for someone that we were representing at the time. This person is someone we had worked with in the past, and I thought it was a good fit. They're in the same genre. They're, the authors are actually friendly with each other. I, I, I just thought there's going to be no issue here whatsoever. Yeah. I never heard back from the author I asked. We concluded our business with the author I was asking for. Four months later, the author I asked comes out of the woodwork and goes, oh my God, Veronica. I have been busy working on this manuscript for my editor and my publisher. And I'm just now seeing that you wanted me to. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Please give my apologies to the author you were asking for. And also keep me in mind in the future. Like this stuff happens. It really does. And it's not personal. It is not not personal at all. Correct. So great, great story for that. Absolutely. Yes. Because that happens so frequently. Yes. <laughs> so frequently. Yep. Totally. So yes, build that author network and then use the network. Yes. And that is your evergreen marketing tip of the day. Love it. And until next time, 